Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 139. For those of you keeping score at home, a uh, special surprise guest sitting directly to my right. Michael Bilski, North American Banking Company. Hey, it's a car show. I know. <laughs> Andy Bernard. My Gelfand sidekick. Ooh, sidekick, I like that. And Thomas Bernard, observer. Observer. (laughs) The big-time observer. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales, leaders go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things, including electric cars today, and I'm going to ask Mike to explain oh. the Federal Reserve and rate hikes and all that stuff. Oh, but before God, we Mike. get into oh, that, oh, well, I think a lot of you people got, don't know. really understand what You're it right. is, and we have You're an right. actual person that knows how this stuff works. But before Remember we get into I'm that, Polish. 
Um, <laughs> many of us uh, watched Tom's. Oh yeah, that's right. That wonderful was on commercial life. for himself on uh, a commercial I, for myself. I witnessed okay. five last night. Thank and you. It was, I thought it was really good. Um, the I didn't talk see and it. text line is wide open. If you'd care to call in anybody, five six one two two eight four zero six one. But yeah, I, we talked about this on the morning show. I thought they really did an interesting job. And for people that don't know, Chris Eggert, who was an anchor with Channel Five, came in with a producer. Uh, it was about a six weeks ago i think a long time ago now and i thought i was going to interview him but he was actually here to interview tom and so they shot probably what 10 hours worth of video a lot the three of us were in there were glimpses of us i'm surprised your phones didn't light up because mine did i got so many god you look handsome and (laughs) oh non-stop (laughs) actually i got zero (laughs) (laughs) but it was really good interview i mean it it went long i think it was probably Six to eight minutes. That's what he is, said. That's, it was like a, eight minutes that's long. a long. It is for a twenty-two minute news show. Yeah. Is it posted? I suppose it's posted on the I website. I think if you go to Eyewitness yeah. Five, it yeah. probably yep. is. Uh, Let's see. Here. And it's showing up on the KQ fan pages on Facebook. And there's the obligatory. Oh. He sucks. Go away. <laughs> yeah. And then followed by ten thousand responses. <laughs> why do you effing listen? Yeah, why? I, I don't like question. it. Why do you listen? Don't you don't have to listen? One I always, guy said, bring yeah. back Zepp. I'm like, he's been back on the show for what, two and a half years? It's like two and a half years <laughs> yeah. now, but other than that. I, uh, I love the comments. Anytime people can can comment, post comments in the in the Star Tribune. Uh, if it's, even if it's, they th- if Tom's name is just mentioned, you know. And then, of course, people write in. My favorite one that I saw recently was, I stopped listening when they fired Stretch. Yes, because I remember wow. firing him. Absolutely. It was so humiliating. I thought your it's mom ridiculous. passed away. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh, was oh, don't there. bring her into this. Okay. Yeah, way to go, Doug. I'm the one who can insult her, not you. And that's you know what's so great about Wrapping up episode 139. We'll be back next week with a real... No. This this is a, a good time to mention this. Uh, my, my granddaughter, Fawny, was in a parade last Saturday. In Bloomington, the Bloomington City Parade. I've met Fawn. She's always in a parade. Oh, she's a one person parade. She's always in a parade. That's true. But we're standing there watching it, and um, a friend of Alex's was there with her husband, and I hadn't met him yet. And I'm standing next to him, and he looks over and he goes, Does that happen to you all the time? And I said, Yeah, it happens all the time. I said, I'm surprised you notice. A lot of people don't notice. And he said, Oh, I noticed. He said, Those two women to your right, Love your show. The guy to my left hates your guts. <laughs> I said, it's that easy to tell, huh? Well, it's kind of like the table here. Yeah, same story. <laughs> Everybody over, uh, well, wait a minute, where's the, where's the good side? That's well, the problem. Well, what a lot of people don't understand is that is the formula for success in radio. Oh, it is. true. Yeah, yep. it is. If everybody likes you, you're not that good. No, and you're not going to get the big ratings. No, God, no. You, you no have, people have to have an emotional reaction. So if you go to KSTP.com, it's called One-on-One with Tom Bernard, ahead of departure from KQRS. And the full video is oh, on there. Oh, they changed it because so. originally put on there I was retiring. Apparently it did appear on the show that I that said I was retiring, even though I told everybody long ago to stop saying that. Some people but won't stop. But that wasn't the tone of it because they mentioned oh, they, they had clips of you saying, and I'm really not sure what the next chapter is, and I'm paraphrasing. Oh, good. Uh, good. No, Chris Eggert's a great guy. I loved working with him. 
And again, one of the things I love about him so much, because Chris is a very tall, very handsome young man. He looks a lot like me. He looks just like I you. I thought it was you when he walked tall, in. anyway. <laughs> I actually but, have a neighbor, like three houses down, almost identical to you. Really? It's really? Weird. Huh. Yeah. What is that guy? Is, Sorry he, is, he that. Un, is he unemployed? It's ruined property values in your home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I didn't know you live next to that. I didn't know you live near a halfway house. Oh, oh that I actually do. Really? Yeah, yeah. I actually do. He said. <laughs> it's not that house. Dougie in the halfway but house. But I do live near a halfway house. How are you getting home, Mike? Halfway house. <laughs> But the thing I was going to mention about Chris Eggert that I just love, because he was sitting where Mike Bilski's sitting right now today, and all of a sudden I look over, he just takes his leg off and leans it up against the wall. <laughs> what the hell? I guess it gets itchy or something. Yeah, it probably does. Probably gets a little uncomfortable. But, yeah, great guy. So thank you to, to uh, him. Chris Eggert's just a great guy. and it, you Because know, they could have, I suppose, there are some things that we talked about they could have included. But. Well, you've been interviewed many times, I'm sure. And, and I, I was yep. as well when I was uh, you know, doing PR for Walzer. We, we figured out that if we could get on TV, it was just like free advertising. Yeah, so exactly. when things were crappy, the recession, Toyota unintended acceleration cases, they're like, do you want to go on TV? Yep, I'll go on. But the problem with it is... You know, they talk to you for, well, in this case, it was an hour and a half, but normally it's 5 to 15 minutes, yeah, and they only yes. run 40 seconds. Yeah, exactly. And whatever stupid thing you say, they're going to run it for and, sure. And you guys got a great mention in the newspaper just a few days ago. We did. Mm-hmm. What did we do? Well, it happened to be a story on, on a guy who scammed who scammed the uh, the state for millions of dollars. No, but, it was almost a billion, wasn't it? Half a billion. Yeah, it oh, was, was this yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the, the food program? Yeah, but, it turned but, out to be five. But they were just like in the middle of it. it and among the things he purchased with his money was a car from Walzer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, there's no such thing as bad advertising. No, I, I know. And, and they really, there was no reason they had to mention right. Walzer either that was the great thing well i mean the guy's got right. billions of dollars in stolen money where does he go he goes to, he goes to the class joint that's, that's where people so, with class and cash go sure. yeah we when i was doing that a lot we were driving the, the competition crazy and i remember there was it was the summer after the recession you know and, and it took a long time before we really felt that we were out of the woods um rob olson who'd done a couple of spots with yeah, us, sure. good guy, he, yep. he calls up and says hey doug are you doing anything new or creative or different to try to drum up business and keep things going? And I said, oh, you mean like give away free mountain bikes with every purchase for the next 15 days? And he goes, yeah, exactly. Can we do a story? So they opened the 5 o'clock news with him riding through the Toyota lot on a Trek bike from Penn Cycle and then does the whole That's a great idea. Jim Hartson, who's a friend of mine, also Mm -hmm. runs Brookdale Honda for the Luthers, calls up, and he's screaming and swearing at me. (laughs) I said, it's not advertising if you don't pay for it. It's all free. It's all free. It was fun to do that. So Melissa and I actually have a car secret, not car selling secret. Okay. So we finally picked up our car. It took Nissan a month and a half to get us For a, radi- a, fan a radiator part. fan. Yep. Oh, God. I know. Everything <laughs> is in short supply right now. It's crazy. But so um, they're trying to find the car in the lot, and she's you know pressing the honk button, and it's just not working. So the guy takes it, and then so she's not looking at him. He hits the button and it works. And she's like, "How did you do that? It's way out of range." And he says, "I put the fob up to my chin, and hit the button." And I looked it up, and it actually is a thing 
your skull can it act as, as an, an RF antenna. Yep. That's not good news. <laughs> so if, I don't no, like that at all. I mean, <laughs> RF is harmless. It's, well, maybe that's the voices I hear. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what it is, right? It's the shrapnel in your brain oh, reverberating God. with the... Uh, and but that yeah, worked, it, huh? it works, yeah. It, 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 it can increase the range by quite a bit, actually. Really? So if you have a fob that's you know not doesn't have good range or you want to, you know, it's dead of winter, you need to start your car, but the like our Rogue's uh, like remote start thing doesn't have great range. None of them really do. A lot of them don't. They work really good if you're in the car. <laughs> yes, that's a little oh, late, there though. You go. There but yeah, you go. if you if your car's out of range, give that a try. See if the it only works. ones that really work consistently well are the you know some manufacturers have app based ones. Yeah. I know if you buy a General Motors, they give you free OnStar for a year, and you can mm -hmm. run it off your phone, which is kind of cool. My Jeeps actually had fairly long range, surprisingly long. Yeah. So if you put it up to your chin and so it doesn't you, work does that mean there is no brain nothing, activity nothing in there <laughs> nothing cooking it means your skull is so thick it. that the, uh, the waves can't penetrate it i gotta so, read two, two go, ahead. go ahead no, no if you no, got a no, comment no. on that I, there's just two headlines i want to read together but i don't want to get in the way if you have a comment no no, no, no go ahead okay so yesterday there was an article in the Star Tribune. It's the number one article. It's always the, the one on the upper left is the number one article, right, mm -hmm. on, the, on the website? Right. And it said yesterday that 54% of Minnesotans think that crime has increased. What did the other 46 see? Because how do you not see the crime has increased, right? But it said 54% of people think crime has increased. But 46% didn't think it has increased. Well, I mean, imagine you live in International Falls. You're not seeing any crime. Well, but come on. Mother Nature commits crime against you every day. Let me read today's count. headline in the same spot. Upper left corner this today, U.S. Bank Stadium will get new permanent security fencing. Yeah. Oh, Gee, yeah. I wonder why they're putting that up. Well, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, if you live in a crime, a horribly crime-infested neighborhood. Yeah. Well, you don't notice. You're not going to say. That's true, and then, yeah. if, and then if you live, you know, in a, in a mansion on an island on Lake Minnetonka. Yep, you're not going to see it. So yep. it kind of makes sense. You might want to watch the news, though. So I have a crime <laughs> yeah. prevention oh, story. That. I was talking to our good friend Tom Ryan, who's the sales director right. with Fuse. Great been on guy. podcast. One of the best salesmen in the world. He's in Philadelphia. Because he's such a good guy. Well, and he's just quick on his feet. And yeah, this story will, will illustrate that. So he's in Philadelphia visiting one of our clients. And he goes out to dinner, and he's rented a Tesla. And he comes out, and he's just about to get into the car, and five locals with no shirts on surround him. Where is this? Philadelphia. Oh, that's not and good. And they oh, say, yeah. so what's this car all about? And he goes, well, let me show you. So he gets in and rolls down the windows. There's three guys on one side and two on the other. And he says, get in. And they go, what? What? This is get in i'll show you how it works whoa what said so, hey guys if you're worried about getting roll, rolled by the old white guy <laughs> your future isn't really very bright I and they all that. they all cracked up it was like they're laughing so See, hard he's a and then they guy. get in the car and he takes them for a demo ride and then drops them off that is unbelievable <laughs> only tom ryan come up with something oh, like that God. he's a great guy yeah did i did you hear my story about my little journey to pick up a trike mm -mm. sorry andy andy's heard this one so over the weekend, Seiji, my little grandson, broke his trike because he thinks if he puts the brakes on, that it'll work really great. But their foot brakes, all it did was strip, strip the front wheel, so it doesn't work anymore, yeah. right? 
<clears throat> so Catherine said, well, I did find one. It's for sale. It's a used one. It's only 25 bucks, but it's in perfect shape. But why, would, why don't you just go get it? I said, okay. Then I said, where is it? She told me where it was. And it's uh, very familiar territory to me because I might have grown up in that Fifth kind and Bryant? Of, you know, <laughs> something like that. Okay. Not necessarily Fifth and Bryant, but, you know. So I go over, and I pull up in front of the house. And I look up at the top of the hill, because there's one of those about 15 steps up to the house. And I see the trike. So I got there, and I put the money in the mailbox, cash in the mail, because he wanted cash. Put the cash in the mailbox. I take the trike. I walk down the stairs. I put the trike in the car. And as I'm walking around the car to go get in, this young man walks up to me. He goes, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah, what's that? He goes, what kind of gun is that in your pocket? And I said, it's a three fifty seven Magnum. And he goes, that's what I thought. And just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going into my old neighborhood without a gun. Sorry, well, it ain't going to yeah. happen. Not with cash for a trike. No way. All right, now that we've had a couple of tips, and maybe the Tom Ryan story is not a, the tip that you want to use. It's a great well, story. It is a great story. But don't, I wouldn't do that if I were a citizen. I, yeah, I don't no. I'd try that very often, but no. only Tom. Um, I, I had some questions that I wanted to uh, talk to Mike about. As most of us know, the Federal Reserve raised the rate uh, earlier in the week, <laughs> three-quarters of a point. And I, I think it's important. It's probably interesting to know what that actually means. From my understanding, and you correct me if I'm wrong, this is the rate that banks charge each other to borrow money back and forth overnight, essentially? It, it is the rate that the Fed publishes that they will pay interest on overnight, and okay. it's generally then what banks pass on to each other if they're buyers or sellers. How much money transfers roughly overnight in the banking industry? I mean, is this like Lots. trillions of dollars? <laughs> Lots. Lots. Because there's there's several you know there's half the banks in the country are loaned up need extra money yeah uh, our customers are writing checks we have uh, presentments clearing so depending on any given day we're either in a borrowed or a sold position and it's kind of standard operating practice uh, during the pandemic most banks were <coughs> excuse me really liquid yeah so. It, you know, and that's where the rate was because down nobody to point. Was, because nobody was borrowing any money. Everybody I was would afraid. Your that, goal is to have it all out working. Well, you, right? you make the most interest on yeah. loans. You know, so when we buy securities, for example, we're, we're buying treasury securities or agencies or municipals. And during the pandemic, rates were extremely low. Overnight, money at the Fed uh, was point uh, oh six. Yeah. So you know, we couldn't make any money uh, on that. Oh so. yeah, exactly. So I have a question for you then. Yeah. Um, as we get through this whole deal, I, what it, I did hear yesterday, and I am concerned about this just because of the year they mentioned. They said uh, the rate a uh, couple of years ago was uh, one fourth of what it is now, and that's yes. actually a little less than one fourth. Yes. Um, than what than what it what it was back then. They said actually this is the rate uh, that was in place for the last time it was in place like this was. 2008. That was uh, not a good year for money, I will tell you. Well, that. I think 2000, yeah, yeah, you're right. 2008 but, was terrible. But you know, we had uh, uh, the, the same thing we have going on now. We have uh, skyrocketing prices, uh, yep. supply problems, yep. uh, and, uh, you know, our country uh, economy is still very strong. Good. Uh, you know, the, the thing that uh, 
everybody's pointing to is the 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 strength of the dollar uh, today okay, for the for the today for the first time in a long I, I don't remember the article the exact details. I think but it's forty years. No, but Japan came in and bolstered uh, the the yuan, um, yeah. or excuse me, the yen. Yeah, yuan, yuan is China, is China. Yeah. and. Uh, you know, and what they're doing is uh, supporting the devaluation of their currency. So, um, and, and, you know, uh, the global countries that are in the marketplace have to do that, you know. so Yeah, it makes total sense. I just, 2008 was not a good year for me. Uh, 2008 wasn't a good was year very good for, for anybody. Lot of people. No. You know, yeah, we had, you know, I think the, the difference we have today uh, for most banks is uh, credit quality is solid um good and uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh knock we, on wood there. you know when we went into 2008 we were already seeing the credit uh quality deteriorate payments good, were good. behind that's different and and, and uh, we don't have a lot of that right now good well and unlike and this leads into some of the other things i wanted to talk about uh, on the classic definition of a, a recession we're we had two consecutive negative GDP growth. So, yes. and there's people that argue, well, it's not a real recession, and and you know, not all reset. No recessions are identical. Summer, uh, you know, 2009 was really deep and really long. Yes. And then 2020 was about blinking, you miss it. I yes. mean, it it dumped seven percent of the GDP, but it was talk about a V shape. Mm -hmm. And this one seems more like a birdbath. Whether you think that it's an actual recession or not, I guess is not, I'm not smart enough to know. But well, you know, we still have uh, uh, plenty of jobs available. We, yeah, we have people which is weird, back. right? In recessions, well, usually that. that doesn't yeah. go that way. And you know, it, when you look at the statistics and stuff, how, how do you keep track and who's working from home? You know, we're we're in a whole shift. What's going on with the downtowns? Uh, what's going on with commercial real estate? How are we going to do that? Uh, and how are we going to do it in the future? You know, uh, businesses for a long time were trying to get as many people into their spaces as they could. Now there's a realization that we, we can't put everybody in two-by-two two cubes. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to have more space and those kinds of things. Um, I, you know, I think it's really the supply chain that uh, we're struggling with uh, yeah, still. We is, still are. Uh, and, you know, and the cost uh, to replace things that we have in place now, um, while it might cost six, I think it was six thirty-nine this morning for your new mortgage. The cost to build a new house is oh huge, yeah. huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it is, yeah. But you know that puts the current houses at at better value because they're already built. Right. So, Real estate's classic. Yeah. I mean, if you're yeah. already in the market, you just pay the spread. It's like, and we have the same problem in the car business. People don't have late model trade-ins. I mean, they get. My wife and I bought a uh, an electric car, which we'll get to talking about later, um, and it was expensive. Uh, but the, one of the reasons we did it, other than the fact that she wanted it, I guess that really is the only reason. I was but say, yeah. the, the other the one that made me feel better is that our you know two year old Honda CRV was worth over MSRP when it was new. Jeez. Yeah. So you just pay the spread, and then it's like, okay, I'm yeah. going up into this technology, and after the tax incentive and so on forth it's you know it was eight or nine thousand dollars really net and then it makes sense but if you're looking at it 
if you don't own a house and you're looking at you know six percent interest rates and costs going way up it's tough it's there, there's no question and uh you know when the utility prices start going up and things like that uh but you know, on the other side, uh, the, that was a shot. The, the, it was a shot. The, the other uh, side, you know, we had the biggest cost of living increase uh, ever for, yeah, Social Security. for Social Security. So you know, there's um, the, Which there's just so take much credit money for, and it's like, wait a minute, that's exactly. that's federal law exactly. since exactly. the Carter administration. Exactly, you didn't do anything. But you know, there's no question this was going to happen. To what extent and how yeah. fast they're doing it? That that's a whole other issue that nobody really knows and understands and uh, uh, I think the biggest thing is all we can do is learn from the past because nothing is the same and right. uh, uh, as I've said before uh, th there's some pretty smart guys doing what they're doing and uh, I, I uh, trust their judgment and the the problem is is when you have the smart guys at the Federal Reserve doing what they're doing and then you have Congress kind of contradicting everything by yeah. pumping more money into the system by giveaways and things like that you know it's uh, it's not good yeah i mean no, I you can't I have monetary policy and fiscal policy divergent and that's what we have I, I do think that we needed to bite the bullet and fund infrastructure though i mean it's been a problem in this country for, for tw well 25 years there, there's no question but to me what that gets down to is the fundamental issue why is why is it being caused well when, when you look at the way government does accounting and they build the building and they get the bond issue, they build the building and then they pay the bonds. But they don't set anything aside for maintenance or any of that stuff because the, the, the cash is out the door yeah. and any new cash they're coming in, they're using to fund other programs. And if you're not putting things aside, it's just like, it's like our own churches. Uh, if as a, a parish or... Uh, a synagogue, you're not setting money away to pay for ongoing maintenance, you're going to have these ongoing capital campaigns. Right. So you, you have to balance it, and uh, that that's what we all try to do, hopefully, but, you know, it just doesn't work sometimes. I tell you, you want to see some salespeople in action? Watch an Episcopal priest during a, cath a capital <laughs> oh, campaign. that's <laughs> nice. No, the, chur the church yeah. that Sarah and I used to go to for years and years, uh, over in Woodbury, it was the third uh, building of the oldest Episcopal church in Minnesota. It was started in 1870 in downtown. And they moved it out to Woodbury in the 70s and built it without a mortgage. That was yeah. the plan. It's like, we're not going to build. It'll just be you know a couple hundred people. But they still needed to raise money from time to time. And the, uh, the priest who became a really good friend of mine is an Englishman. Man, could he sell? Yeah, this guy was something else. Um, Sarah and I would record uh, CDs, and we'd we'd sell them and donate all the money to the music ministry. And Ernie would get up there during the announcements and say, "Okay, the latest Christmas CD is out, and uh, they're ten dollars a piece, but you have to buy two. <laughs> and I'm a priest, and he's a used car salesman. You don't have a chance." Yeah, there you go. Going, okay, here's a, it was a fun way to get money. So well, I mean. Right. The that goes way back to the early days uh, when they were selling indulgences. That's yeah, right. that's oh, right. God, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> selling they were flying off the shelf. Flying off the shelf. <laughs> that, that's so. a weird yeah. thing. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not a Catholic, but I happen to be married to one that's very devout. And I, I try to say, and I 
learn not to say anything negative. Yeah, and, and that's plan. Yeah. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. But when it comes to the interest rate, what raising the overnight rate does is it increases the prime rate. Right. And most building projects and things like that are funded with uh, interest-only payments during the construction period, and most of those are variable. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see construction projects slow down. You're going to see a few of those things, and you know part of that is to tamper the economy, but there's still plenty of strong projects out there and that they're going to cash flow. So. And I, I read that they, smart people think that the Fed might be, not be done raising rates this year, that they might do it at the next meeting. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, you know, they came out with their dot plot that shows where they're predicting rates. Uh, all 12 of them have rates uh, rising slightly. But was this strategy, was it invented by Paul Volcker when he worked for Carter? This goes back to the late 70s when we had really high inflation. Yeah, it goes back to when I first started. And, uh, you know, we, we were uh, way back then. Uh, it got all the way up to 18 19%. I remember. And, uh, you know, my first job in the bank was uh, uh, settling funds at the end of the night. And you almost had to guess because if you uh, guessed properly, you'd get 18 or 19% in the morning, but if you couldn't get the info and you tried to sell at night, you might only get 2%. So, Whoa. Um, yeah, it was, it was huge, back in time, so. huge fluctuations yeah. during the day. We don't have those quite as bit, quite as much anymore, but you still have to watch that. The That's interesting thing. historical thing is that was, again, done to fight inflation, and it was kind of a, a radical technique at the time. Yes, um, and it worked. And you can say that, you know, it probably, it might have cost, Carter is second presidency, part part of the reason. But 
Reagan kept Volcker on, and it took another year or two uh, before things got going again. I think it was 83 or 4 that things started to rock. You know, the, uh, the U.S. economy is not a sports car that turns on a dime. <laughs> Uh, yeah, even even if you take your foot off the gas, it's going to be more like a train that goes slow, slow, and then it starts to move. Uh, so this is fascinating. I'm surprised the phone lines haven't lit up. Well, I have a question for you. When is the government going to stop scamming people when it comes to money? Is that ever going to happen? You'll have to be more specific. How, how do I? Why don't you go okay, ahead and take I'll that one, Mike? I'll be very specific with you right now. <laughs> Uh, how we ever agreed to the Social Security system set, being set up the way it is, I will never understand. So I give you for 55 years money. You, I don't give it to you. You take it from me. You use my money for 55 years, and then when you give it back, you charge me interest? How does that work? Yeah, that's like a reverse savings account. You mean you get taxed on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, but that basically is being charged interest. It's being yeah. charged interest. Well, I, you use my money for free, and I have to pay you to get it back. But they should pay you interest on exactly. it. Exactly. Tommy, it's it's not the government. It's people in general. So I mean, these people are money-grubbing pigs, I mean, that's what you, you're saying? You're, well, you're a member of a couple of country clubs. There, there's uh, yeah. rules that got put in place. You're a rich guy, you just know. Not, oh, money nah, that's, but there's rules that thrill. were put in place by some of those board members that, well, let, let's have a membership category that if you've been here 20 years, you know, you, you don't have to pay any increases in dues. That's true. Well, right. who votes for right. that? All the guys who've been there 20 yeah, years. Exactly you know, right. And the, so... Why, me, me, me. I'm getting really tired of that me, me, me thing with money. I really am. People are just disgusting when it comes to money. Well, then you're going to have to move planets. <laughs> well, you're right about that because basically you look at... Tommy, you have to remember, and let's be fair. Yeah. 99% of the population works hard, does well with their money, and... You think 99% of people do well with their money, really? Tommy, if you look at the statistics, really? you know, we talk about checks being written without money, without right. NSF. And there's not many checks that uh, are returned because they don't have money in the account. Well, it ha- happened there, to me just the other day. There's too many. Well, the, <laughs> the reason it happened part was... part of the 1%. No, the reason it happened was, was because I had this accountant. And he said, well, you know what? Uh, we can we can just make your uh, make your uh, we'll we'll just make your quarterly payments. We'll just take it out of your checking account for for you know we'll just send it out to the IRS. Ooh. I said, no, no, that's not going to work. Did it anyway. Woke up the other day. I had no money in my account. Yeah. Oh God. Well, but that was an error. It wasn't because he didn't have the money. No, it wasn't because I didn't have the money. No, it was yeah. because he gave it to the government. And so now what happens is I'll get a huge refund. Yeah. I don't want a huge refund. No, nobody does. Yeah. Is that income now? Uh, yeah. Jesus. Like a refund is basically, scam. again, it's like a zero interest loan to the government. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's but exactly it. It's unbelievable. My first mortgage uh, is 12%. Yeah, was it really? I think I yeah. got in at 11. Sure. And it was a townhouse. And remember the big deal and back here's then? Here's the best part. I wanted was, to get an assumable one well, so you could that. hand it off yeah. to the next person. But the best part about the first 12% mortgage, got it from my grandma. And that was a good rate from grandma. Yeah. Really? Jeez. So, I mean, when you think about it, you know, we, we, we can overcome and you just keep working hard. That's... That's what we have to do. So how about if you turn to your grandparents and all they do is tell you to get lost? <laughs> what about that? Well, then you're paying 0%. <laughs> well, so. that's true. Yeah. You're good to go. 
No, I just, it, it's gotten so weird. Money, I guess it's always been this way, I suppose. But people and their money grubbing, it just makes me want to puke. Get off your ass and go get a job. How about that? There's that. All you politicians, get a real job. They need a real job. They really do. Well, if you remember, uh, when you went into Congress, you, you were to serve the public, yes. not yourself. Well, that's not how it yeah. is anymore, and, is it? And how are you looking with that, Mike? You yeah. liking that one? I'm not seeing it, <laughs> it no. It, if, we, if we could get to term limits for everybody. I agree. We need term limits. And that's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, because the current system makes it almost impossible to defeat an incumbent. The incumbent is yeah, yeah always going to yep. win almost. It's I think they ridiculous. Should, I think should, they should actually increase the terms for uh, House members. I mean, a two-year term, all they do is run. Well, but, that is true. But there should be a limit as to how long. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe four maybe, times. Right, maybe it's 18 years or but whatever. Of course it goes back. It's the, the people that are in there now have to vote to change right that. yeah that's uh, what i love about uh, it un mm -hmm. unless we can organize a constitutional convention to <laughs> get that all there. done but yeah because then you need what three, three quarters of the state i think so well, yeah. there's that but God. i mean when you look at when term limits were finally put in place for one office the president the the senators in the house said mm. we got to stop this yeah. Right. We can't have the same guy for a hundred right. years, right. you know. But will they do it to themselves? No, no, no they'll never have. And, and there's no reason they shouldn't, because whether they're in a day or fifteen terms, they get the same benefits. Yeah, they do. It's yeah, just the power hungry. Man, isn't it like 150 G's or something? It's told unbelievable. Well, 150 it's, grand. But that's just the start. It's the book, and that's just it's the, the book that's deals. What, yeah, is, that's what gets you. But, but the thing is, you know, it's the same thing with the electoral system, with the electoral, yeah. electoral college, which is obviously completely obsolete. If it ever really was, if there was ever actually any need for it. And there mm. never really was. It was no. just a compromise. But, I mean, it, it's right now, you, there, you can't really say... That, oh, yeah, it's one person, one vote. It doesn't work that way. No, it no. does not. Everything is gerrymandered because of it. Yep. Very, Even very in true. the states where there isn't uh, yeah. uh, the electoral college. Uh, what I really like now is you got, yeah. you got a current president and the, the last president. It looks like both of them might end up in prison. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Two, prison, two uh, presidents in prison two in a row. Two presidents going to prison. One, might destroy one for helping country. out his son and the other one for just doing bad business. I don't like I said. My opinion on all of that is whether it's the Republican, the Democrat, whether it's Trump, whether it's Biden, if you did it, you should have to pay for it. And if you didn't do it, then I hope you get off. Right? If you did no it, question. sorry, you need to pay for that. I've been watching uh, American Crime Story, which is the uh, portrayal of Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's really interesting. And Monica was one of the executive producers. And so yeah, I, I, my sense is that it was pretty true to life. But I don't know. When we start putting presidents in prison or impeaching them for blowjobs, I, I just, it's a slippery slope. I couldn't agree more. I'm not more. a big fan, even though you know many people know I wasn't the, the hugest fan of the previous president. You know, if he killed somebody, yeah, you're going mm -hmm. away. But yeah, well, that Ken Starr, he was a hell of a guy. 
You know, I mean, what did he spend, like seven years because there was some spuzz on Monica Lewinsky's well, dress? Well, no, it started with Whitewater. Well, That's of course what, it did, right. It and started. then it just ballooned into that. And now look what we got now. Same exact thing. It's just, geez. It's, it's really quite a good show. Clive Owen yeah, plays, 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 plays Clinton, you know, and he's really, really good. Not to pick on Mike, but... Maybe we could just blame the media for blowing all this out of proportion yeah, all Mike. the time. Way to go. It's all our fault. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Well, we we got to keep moving in the right direction. Will we? God, you're just like a bolt of positivity. This is awesome. Yeah, well, not that you're normally negative, but this is, you know, normally yeah, bankers are kind of. He's Quiet. Polish. He doesn't oh, that's get right. it. That's right. He, he doesn't, doesn't know what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'd be optimistic, too, if I were a banker. Whoa! <laughs> but how I'm not. Get, how do I get in on that? <laughs> I do love that. To that. I don't know. Whatever. You were a Seinfeld fan, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, not the, the, a zealot, but well, yeah. The other day there was a replay of uh, why uh, Newman got a speeding ticket. It was because he was going to help his... The story got concocted. He was going to help his friend who was trying to commit suicide because he was never able to become a banker. <laughs> <laughs> and Kramer's up there testifying why he he, he was so great, distraught because he couldn't become a well, banker. Well, it's true. You yeah. don't you don't hear about a lot of bankers committing suicide. Oh, sure you do. Well, you do. Well, the Great Depression, nineteen twenty nine. Well, then maybe yeah. That's yeah, a long that, time like, ago. Uh, and tough road to hoe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys, you know, you, whatever happens, you get your three percent. There's nothing to worry about. Really? (laughs) (laughs) He took that well, I thought. He he can bring me right down to history and negative, (laughs) negative, negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were positive for a while. Yeah. Yeah. How about electric cars? How do you finance them? That's the thing. Really? How do you finance them? You know, the one thing we've talked about just from an electric car Mm -hmm. standpoint is that the battery life is somewhat questionable. It It is, yeah. um, You know, where... Uh, now you can do uh, uh, even some of these big rig trucks you can do for 10 years. Um, but if they have batteries, uh, the life might only be four years. So can you really finance a truck that long? And, uh, um, well, uh, so those are things that, sure. that we think about. They're so. great questions, and there's a, people are really interested. I was trying in, to lead into your show. No, it's really, you're doing a great <laughs> job. I can't believe you're not doing this for a living. <laughs> No, I'm a banker. I achieve Michael. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Look at the tying it back. Mike. I rest my case. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. for, I have to make a confession. For the first time in 18 years, I, we had to go outside of the Walls organization to buy a car because we don't have a Volkswagen franchise. That's right. Yeah. And that's what Sarah really wanted. So, oh, did she get the uh, ID4 IQ or whatever? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it, we just saw one of those yesterday. And those come with. It's either an eight or ten year, hundred thousand mile sure. battery warranty. Okay, um, and that is a concern um, because you know any car at some point is going to fail, and there's we've managed to politicize propulsion systems in this country right. somehow. It's just amazing to me because it's just technology. Um, there are battery powered cars where the battery packs fail prematurely. For early results, it seems to be very rare. Uh, the Prius has been around, and that's not a true electric car, it's, but it's the most popular hybrid ever. And it Similar battery, battery yeah. chemistry. Uh, they've been around for 20-plus years, and there are Priuses running around now over 300,000 miles on their original battery. So, Are the Prius, is that um, lithium-ion, or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not NICAD. They're lithium-ion. So, well, the, but that the is, other one would be lithium-polymer. Which... Lithium-polymer, yep. And 
so the battery technology is evolving pretty quickly. So I think that in six or seven years from now, even that short a window, uh, the technology, will, if, it's, if, they're, if they're able to do what they say they're going to do, solid-state batteries is a big thing that Toyota is spending billions on. Um, It'll change the world. It, it really it. will change the yeah. world. We were an early adopter, realizing we're taking a bit of a risk. But as I said, if we didn't have a late model car to trade in for more than it was worth two years ago, we probably wouldn't have done it. But it's <laughs> like, okay, this, this isn't really a big risk. So in terms of financing them as a as a as a lender, I, you know, I don't know of an electric car manufacturer that doesn't have a long uh, warranty on batteries because okay. that's. You know, the two things that people worry about is what's the range? And, Tom, you went through this. Uh, as talk about an early adopter. For those of us that don't listen all the time, Tom, Tom bought one of the first Teslas ever sold in the U.S. It was like 15, 16 that was, years yeah, ago. Yeah, 2005 yeah. or six. That's about right. Um, yeah. And range anxiety is a thing. And the other thing is, you know, boy, people are telling me the batteries are going to, you know, blow up or whatever. And, um but and that just isn't the case. The other thing that's interesting, and there is a whole, and I think it's mostly people trolling for the most part. I can't believe people believe all this stuff. But Chevy had a problem with the Chevy Bolt uh, 2020s. There were 13 of them that caught on fire kind of spontaneously. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's like, oh, you can't park them in your house, and they're going to blow up, blah, 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 blah. The statistics, um, internal combustion cars, gas-powered, are eight times more likely <laughs> yeah. to catch on fire than yeah. battery ones. It's like, stop with the hand-wringing. Right. Let's try to look at facts. Well, I mean, so. if you think about it, lithium-ion batteries, I mean, there has to be 10 billion lithium-ion batteries in the country yeah. right now. Because everyone's got a phone. There's a lithium-ion battery. Your laptop's got one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people's toothbrushes, our toothbrushes have lithium-ion batteries in them because they're rechargeable. Yeah. If it's rechargeable, odds are it's got a lithium-ion battery, and yet how often do you hear about them causing fires? Yeah. It's, it's, it's extremely unusual. rare. Um, but At the, the same point, though, to go, go, go to what you tested Tommy on yesterday with the manufacturer's warranty and the 7,000 miles every oil change, yeah. uh, you know, what on the battery maintenance that, consumers have to do to make sure the warranty stays intact. Is so that, there's actually very gonna, little. So, okay. But I'm learning about this. You can't this. really it's maintain a question. with the MIM battery. Um, there are things you can do to make them last longer. So they don't recommend, they recommend that for daily usage you run them, you don't let them get under 20% capacity yeah. or charge them beyond 80. That's supposed to expend really? the life. So these high-speed cooker chargers that can get them up to 100% uh, power in 20 minutes, that will, what they, the, the battery technicians will say, will shorten the life of the battery. Absolutely. It doesn't affect the warranty, but if you, you know, you want to. It generates heat, and heat makes the battery degrade yeah. faster. And they have cooling systems in the batteries. I didn't realize this yeah. until okay. we got the car. I was like, what in the hell is that? And I went on the ID forum, which is bunch of old crabby white guys like me and it's like the cooling system for your battery you idiot <laughs> sorry oh, yeah. even the simplest lithium-ion batteries they've got circuitry in there measures the voltage yeah. measures the uh, temperature all that sort of thing to keep it from you know temp thermal runaway is a very bad thing when it comes to stuff like that. yeah that's so. right and people i think correctly talk about lithium mining as being uh, you know, it's not That's environmentally problem, yeah. friendly. There are some huge untapped lithium reserves in the U.S., and there's also a company working on 
the sea is filled with lithium, mm -hmm. is pulling it out of the ocean. And I, you know, I think as that technology develops, it's going to change. Um, and my medicine, rightly, my medicine cabinet is filled with lithium. Yeah. <laughs> Probably make three, four batteries. Is right that there? Salt to salt. Uh, he seems know. even killed. <laughs> don't look him in the eyes yeah. too long, though. Yeah. Yeah, got the lithium, but I don't got the ions. I haven't had a breakdown in the last 20 minutes. So, For those God, that don't know, lithium good. is a very common medication for people suffering with bipolar, bipolar yep. disorder. I, I think it's formerly known as manic that, depression. The, the worst part is the five of us knew it here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. true. I don't think it's used as much as it used to no, be. No, not like it used to be. No, now it's mostly like, uh, not even tricyclics. Now it's SSRIs, that sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, some of the other interesting stuff to learn about is people that are against electric vehicles will say, well, you know, the, the electricity is generated by blah, 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 so how you can say that it's environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're right to an extent, depending on how electricity is generated is directly uh, impacts how environmentally yep. efficient or inefficient your car is. So, for example, Texas now gets 35% of their energy from wind and solar, which is really high. California is actually 50 if you put nuclear in there with the, the other two. But other states, they're, they still rely heavily on coal, so that's the right argument. It all argument. depends, yeah. Although one thing about that is that larger scale energy generation is basically always going to be more efficient than yeah. so it's like you know if you have a thousand cars generating energy from gasoline versus one power plant generating a thousand cars worth of energy out of gasoline the power plant is still going to be more efficient so technically it is still better for the environment yeah. to have a centralized kind of thing rather than a whole bunch of little uh, engines producing their own power. Another argument that the anti-EV crowd makes that's correct is it's more environmentally destructive to build EV vehicles as right. compared lot, to yes. IC. Um, I read a, a, a study by MIT that sort of mapped all this thing out. And because of the variance in how electricity is produced in different parts it's of the country. It's impossible to gauge. But, they get, I mean, they can get close. They measure it to the middle, and basically they said that what the break-even point for environmentalism with an electric versus an ICE car is about 20,000 miles. In other words, the the increased efficiency of electric vehicle once it passes that mm -hmm. is offset by the you know the increased um, detrimental things that have to uh, happen to manufacture. Well, I don't. Ten so years ago, ten years ago, it was like 300,000 miles. Yeah, for a resident of Minnesota, then you know some of the things I think about. Do, do you? Is it uh, makes sense if you have an EV car to have a heated garage in the winter? Uh, uh, well, the cool I mean, thing about them is they're plugged in. You they're can, generating. You heat. can preheat your car. Yeah. from but your phone. Do you, and you is, can is there degradation in the battery? No, because uh, it'll only charge within. No, that. but with the oh, cold. Oh, in terms of the range, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, and it depends on the car. But you use you use, sorry, you usually will lose about. You know, depending on how cold it is, 30% okay. of your efficiency. Now, people don't realize this, but in internal combustion cars, it's about 20 or 25. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's if, no question. If you're driving yeah. A, a, yeah. a pickup truck, like I know you do, you yeah. can see the difference. Oh, no you might question. get like low 20s in the summer, and you go down to 16 in the, in the yeah. winter. So it's it's kind of well, the same thing. Well, then you go down to 12 when you put it in four-wheel drive. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. this actually so. uh, plays into Trevor's question in the chat. Um so See, freezing people like cars better than money. There's no question. <laughs> Which oh, is why yeah. it's easy to yeah. sell them. Oh, you can't drive money around, although you can turn it into a car, so I don't know. 
Um, but freezing temperatures can cause permanent damage to a lithium-ion battery. So what he wanted to know is, do they have systems to prevent the battery from freezing? Oh, yeah, freezing? no, they have, uh, they have climate control for the battery. So okay. there is actually a radiator and a heat generation system so that it'll keep them warm. Oh, there you go. There's that an optimal, he's right, there is an yeah. optimal temperature range for uh, lithium batteries to be the most efficient. You don't want them too hot or too cold, so it's like no, Goldilocks. Don't. So, way to go, Trevor. Uh, let's see. Tire Carver says that the early batteries for the Prius was nickel metal hydride. That's right. Which, you know. First generations were. Very low capacity, yeah. not great. Um, yeah, I think it was 07 or so that they went to lithium. I'm not, I can't remember. It's been exactly. a while. Now. It has been a while. Um, and then one listener wants to talk about Lucid. Whatever I don't that know is. much about them. No, it's, uh, there's uh, three or four upstart uh, electric uh, vehicle manufacturers in the U.S. Obviously, the most famous is Tesla, but Lucid, uh, Polestar, and Rivian oh, are all these. up and coming. Uh, probably higher-end stuff. Uh, I don't know much about their vehicles. I, I, I've read some really awesome things about them. Well, but the MSRP of the lowest trim of their Lucid Air is $87,000. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, higher Yeah, they're luxury say. cars. Uh, the company that's really going to make a dent in the entry-level EV world is General Motors. Mary Barra, who's the COO. And Yogi this was Barra? Mary. Oh, damn it. It's a woman. I think Yogi Berra might Head be of One of the biggest companies in the world. By the um, way, can I just throw this on them quickly? I've seen one Lucid dealership in my life. You know where I saw it? Palm Beach. Of course. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. There's not a surprise it's, at all. It was wedged in between the Ferrari and the Jack. <laughs> it's true. Exactly. It is literally every other block. Yeah, there weren't like a lot a of Dodge street. dealers on the block. Yeah. No offense. No. I, I have owned no, Dodges. I'm not. not trying to pick on Mopar. I love them dearly. Do you have um, a Lucid car on your specialty uh, website, uh, your fun you car? You know, someday we may. Yeah, you you never may. know. We sure. get the weirdest stuff in there. Yeah. And one of it, a part of it I is because it a guy after. who's been on... The show account once Billy Ward actually buys all this yeah. stuff, so he's like, I yeah, "Just bought right. five Ferraris and only spent six million dollars." Yeah. Like, we got the Air Grand Touring, which yep. is a Lucid car from one hundred fifty-four thousand dollars. So on the other end of the scale, General yeah. Motors is they've committed actually three or four years ago to stop producing internal combustion by twenty thirty-five, um, which is a bold flag on the ground for one of the largest corporations in the world but the new version bolt and i can't remember the other one after uh they've dropped the price on them and uh, after the federal tax incentive which we'll go through here in a minute because it's really complicated they'll be in the low to mid 20s wow that's really good 200 mile range electric it's a i think they're front or rear wheel drive they're not all wheel drive that's one of the reasons that we bought the V-Dub because um, we looked at the Nissan, but the all-wheel drive isn't going to be out for quite some time. It was going to be another year or two. I wanted to stay loyal to the Walzer family, but I also didn't. wasn't worth that much to them. <laughs> well, you got to make Sarah happy. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple. 
Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales, leaders go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, we just bought it's a... very uh, simple. We just brought a... Uh, the kicks is front wheel? Yep. Front wheel, yeah. We brought a front wheel drive car. First time I've ever not had an all-wheel drive car. Uh, so I guess we'll see how it does in the winter. It'll be fine everyone until you says hit it's, eight inches or more, and then yeah, it's not a big time deal. to take the Rogue or stay home. Exactly. But, I mean, it, it is the gas mileage is quite good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really efficient, uh, inexpe- relatively inexpensive cars. So I, I it's... Well, let's talk about the tax thing, because I learned a lot about this. We actually lucked out. We made it by a day. Oh. So uh, prior to August 16th, there was a $7,500, and it's not a rebate. You didn't get a check from the government. The credit. way it works is it's a credit against your tax. In other words, you had to have up to or more than $7,500 in a tax bill this year and then you would get the offsetting credit from the government so in other words and this is what i'm going to do is it do, true you had to owe i mean you couldn't increase your refund right you yeah. have to owe so i'm gonna i've got some long-term stocks sell them and this will pay for the capital gains which i'm gonna have to pay someday anyway based on earlier because your accountant uh, made your estimated taxes mm-hmm. don't go buy an ev this year Oh, good, good yeah. to know so <laughs> the, where it gets complicated is this in order to get this bill done, Joe Manchin, who has been holding off the far left wing of the left wing party, said, the only way I'm going to sign off on this, and I think he's right, actually, is that we're going to have stipulations in there about percentage of U.S. built batteries. And Ford and General Motors, all these manufacturers are 
slated, and they're actually under construction, billions and billions of dollars in battery plants in the U.S., which is it's good for the economy. It's good for jobs. This isn't Burger King, much as I love Burger King. I mean, this is going to require building and engineers and, and all sorts of, they're, they're good jobs. The downside is it's going to be a couple of years before they're done. So what's really going to happen is that tax incentive, for the most part, is going to disappear. Uh, the car that uh, we bought wouldn't qualify. Probably 80 or 90 percent of the electric cars on the market aren't going to qualify for that. And, uh, you know, j just to interject, what Joe Manchin represents is the coal industry sure. wing yeah, of the I Democratic Party. Yeah, he yeah. does, yeah. And he's probably the only guy that does. And it's not because it's not because there's so many coal miners in his state, because there aren't that many anymore. It's because he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars because of his coal mining interest. Right. I'm not the hugest fan, but I also uh, I think that in the long, I, you know, I try to look at things. What's gonna What's good for us twenty years from now, not twenty weeks? And I think high tech jobs in the United States. It's hard to argue that that's not a good thing. So what's going to be interesting when production starts to pick up is how many people are going to hold off on buying electric vehicles because that tax credit disappears for a while. Don't know. Bob Franklin would like to know the difference in cost, if any, uh, for repairing a electric vehicle versus an internal combustion in the event of an accident. That's a really, really good question. Um, I used to be. Uh, I, I used him in my editor. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, uh, use liability only insurance. Let's put it that way. <laughs> You'd want to have comprehensive, and then it doesn't matter. But um, the tech on these is really high. In fact, in the ID four. Um, they try to make the heating systems as efficiently as possible, so they're electric windshields. Now, the last company that made those was back in the 80s. Ford had them on the Tauruses and Sables until the insurance company said, yeah, we're not going to pay to replace $1,200 windshields anymore. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, you mean like with uh, there's a the, sheet of, the uh, heating yeah, element? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. had a heating element sandwiched in the glass. It, it works great, That's but it's really, expensive. Yeah, cool, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would, uh, and they're, you know, mostly aluminum bodies, which is more expensive. So yeah, a cost to repair is going to be in the event of an accident, I think would be higher than on a comparable, well, everybody drives SUVs. That's the only thing they make anymore other than That's the pickup true. truck people. With the, uh, aluminum bodies and the batteries, are they heavier? Then Aluminum's lighter. Aluminum's well, aluminum lighter. is, but yes. with the battery in it, does that make the car oh, yeah. back to yeah, the this same is weight as like a thousands regular? Of pounds, well, that's yeah. what, yeah. I, what I'm getting so to. Does our, the total car weight change much? Yes. Uh, so by you know the, our the ID4 size wise actually looks a lot like a Honda CRV. A CRV yeah. I think is about 34, 3500 pounds, well, and an ID4 game. is about 4800. So it's it's almost a ton heavier, fifteen hundred for sure. Okay. On a CRV, yeah, thirty-four, and then uh, VW ID four. ID four weight, uh, forty-seven hundred. So yeah, okay, it was close. You go. Yeah, it's you uh, got yeah. lucky with that. I don't no, think so. I think, so. A lot I of think, stuff. I think I was, he actually uh, did I show prep. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I actually <laughs> didn't. It's like an additional fifteen hundred pounds yeah. just because of that battery. Yeah, you know, it was on the yeah. script. So, uh, oh, it's about fifteen hundred pounds. All of a sudden, Eddie, yes, it's about fifteen hundred pounds. Yeah. I have no notes. <laughs> yeah, there you and go. And that's another thing is they're going to eat through tires quicker. Yep, they probably will. Yeah, um, but they're lighter than a pickup truck. It's heavier than a CRV. One of the things that I don't like about it, and I hate it when manufacturers do this. 
they're what's called offset tires. And what that means is the front ones are smaller than right. the back ones, so oh, you can't God. rotate them. Oh, so they wear out faster. It's like I get that on a high-performance car. It's a Volkswagen crossover. I mean, really? Can I, I ask I'm you? I'm be racing anybody, although it does go to 0 to 60 in a little over five seconds. It's, wow. it's, it's amazing. I saw one of these yesterday. I used to see them all the time when I was a little kid. But I saw a guy driving, and I don't even, it was an Oldsmobile. So how old has that got to be? 15 years? Yeah, I know. Like I that. think 90 was the end. 90 was, was last it? year? Let's see. I don't, notice I have oh no notes. God. Last year, oh, Oldsmobile production. Let's see here. Oldsmobile. While he's looking that up, I want to thank you. 2004. Okay, I missed it by. Well, I want to thank you for allowing me to participate. Oh, I do yeah. have to leave. Where so, are you going? I got it. Customer thing. He's going to go count just 3%. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you got to kick the widow wow. out of her house? <laughs> oh! On those Real cheery deep. notes, yeah, thank you all. cheery <laughs> notes. Thanks, Michael. That was great, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming nice in. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Bye. good to meet you. I've heard you Well. Andy, go ahead and say it. I'm old. Oh. You're not a bad guy for a banker. Oh, <laughs> damned with faint praise. You're one of the good ones. Bilski. Oh, he was great. Oh, he does a great job. Yeah. So what, what, what the hell were we just well, We're in the middle of electric cars and just trying to... You saw an Oldsmobile. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. I'm driving down 394 into downtown Minneapolis uh, a couple of days ago, and I see this old green um, Oldsmobile, and it's sitting about two feet further off the ground than I assumed it would. Someone raised an Oldsmobile? This guy put wheels on his Oldsmobile. The things were the size of like a wagon yep. wheel. Yeah, for that's, uh, that's well, car culture. Why, why, we, why would you do that? I don't it, know. So that's, I guess, so cool. that's exactly what I'm asking. So people notice you. That's, yeah, exactly. They Same were, reason you put neon lights underneath your right. car. By that's, the way, Mike, they were... Gold rims. Uh, of course they were. <clears throat> the, the, yeah, not, they wouldn't be hubcaps. They'd actually no. be rims. <laughs> They'd be right? rims, yeah. They yeah. were gold. The car was green, and he was sitting way up off the yeah. ground. I'm like, how does that work? We have really a just that... want something that rides poorly, uh, yeah, handles poorly, goes through tires quickly, and uses a lot of gas. There you go. We have a neighbor who's got, I think it's like a bug that he converted into a monster truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like gigantic a monster Volkswagen truck. bug. I think it, it's it's something. It's like a. <laughs> I kind of dig that stuff. I mean, yeah. you give a guy Very that's weird. got some mechanical ability, a welding mm -hmm. torch, and a case of beer, and they can make yeah. some oh, pretty yeah. interesting. You know, my my units. Camry keeps sagging every year. It's every like, year it sags more. It's it like might my be sad. Eagle, you know, it's I like understand. barely exists anymore. I understand. But it's true. It's twenty three years old. You know, and it's God, just isn't like that great, just though. broken in. Yeah. You just finally reached the break in point. <laughs> so you mentioned the car with the bigger wheels in the back and the smaller wheels in the front. I want to see, you remember, well, you probably wouldn't remember, but you've seen the penny farthings, the bicycles with the gigantic oh, yeah, wheel yeah, yeah, in yeah. front and then the tiny wheel. Oh, I yeah. want the car version of that. Let's build it. Yeah, six-foot six diameter much, so. wheels in the front and then, like, three-inch diameter wheels in the back. In the back. I know I you don't drink great. much, so I'll do the drinking, and you can get the torch out, and let's see what happens. Do you have to wear see a derby to drive that? Like they, they used to always wear derbies, didn't they, when they yeah. drove those You bikes. need your driving gloves, you know. And I'll get the camera rolling right when Andy says, Melissa, what do you think? <laughs> I converted our kicks. That's right. No, it's very front-wheel drive. We had a lot of calls, and uh, which is cool, and, and text probably most likely. Uh, that number is five six one two two eight four zero six one. Again, five six one two two eight four zero six one. Amos says that apparently what you saw is called donk. 
I don't. Does anyone here know what, what I saw? The the car that I saw. Yeah, it's yeah, it's apparently that's a thing. High riser. High riser. Also known yeah. as a donk. A donk. Yes. It has a like, different meaning in the uh, inner city. But it used to be badonk a donk. Yeah, badonk a donk. Yeah. Yeah. As a butt. Yeah. Yeah. High risers. Uh, yeah, it's just a thing that people do. Yeah, it was a young guy driving it too, but I literally you had to Regal, look up about it. Oldsmobile Cutlass. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, El Camino, was. Grand Prix, or a Bonneville. There you go. It was, so, a, it was an Oldsmobile Cutlass. Very mm-hmm. good. There you go. That's hilarious. Now he were he is uh, the the caller that texted is a General Motors mechanic in Wisconsin and I think they sell Hummers down there. He was yeah get, he's a, he says it's getting delivered to the customer this afternoon their first one. God and they're nine or ten thousand pounds. Uh, ten thousand yep. Ten thousand no pounds. Wait, ten thousand pounds for what? A for Hummer. A, the new the Hummer. Hummer. You remember the old Hummer? Yeah, sure. The new one sure. is an all-electric vehicle. It's like a thousand horsepower. 10, well over. I think it's. A, well, he'll he'll tell us. I'm yeah. sure, but I'm pretty sure it's well over a thousand. But how God. often would you have to replace the tires on a ten thousand pound car? Uh, Every twelve well, if you, minutes. If you drive it easily, not, I mean, they'll last a long time. But with a thousand plus horsepower, you could probably ball them out on the way to. <laughs> well, he's I'm told. To he's target. mentioned before in the chat that it's got like a power mode or something. Yeah. Like you can hit a button that basically just cranks the horsepower to absurd oh, really? levels. Yeah. Hopefully. The hot rod Teslas do that too. It's and the Plaid model has a. I think they call it insane mode, where it goes zero to sixty in like two yeah. and a half seconds. Did they? Mm-hmm. Is it like the old Hummers, this new Hummers, and where you had to have a small penis to buy one? Well, uh, I don't know. We could so ask Emil. <laughs> Give him. <them> yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, one of the best lines ever. When I was a cab driver, and we talked about this, that we this is back in the seventies, cabs in Minneapolis were unionized, and I got talked into being a union steward. And my favorite oh, wow. guy was, his name was Dick Say. He looked like he was straight out of central casting. Smoked cigars, bald, got the, the cabbie hat on, probably really old guys, probably in his late 40s. And he called everybody my short peckered friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my short peckered friend. I haven't heard that in a while. Oh, God, it was, he was just Back the in the best. day. The new Hummer is 1,000 horsepower. And then there's Watts to Freedom mode. Uh, makes it go 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. Oh, my God. A ten and that's ten thousand. That's, that's not dangerous. Good news. That's like yeah. sieging yeah. a castle kind of equipment. That you is break not down good a, news, right there. Break man. down a drawbridge with that thing. And they sold that production, the entire production, out in about fifteen minutes when they announced that. Thing. Yeah, really. Market adjustment says it's one hundred seventy thousand. So, it's uh, not a lot of people are buying these. I'm assuming. Well, they sold theirs. That's I don't true. see the attraction. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. It looks like a you know. What was that? Uh, Mr. T was in that. That uh, what was the name of that F troop, not F troop. Uh, the A team. A team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like an A team vehicle. Are that you in the a, army? That was or? a van. That, that was, was a conversion. That was van. an AP. Oh, oh, that's right. They had that that weird van that they converted. Yeah. They armored up. Well, I never saw the show. I assume they drove a Hummer. I've never seen no, it, but I've I... seen enough of it to know everything about it. It's one of those things. It's like Casablanca. I've never seen it, but I know every line from it. Because yeah, it's pretty like, much true. We have Joe on the phone. Joe from Joe of Louisville. He's not from Louisville. Right. Exactly. What's happening, Joe? Okay. First of all, the A-Team was in the 80s, and Humvees didn't come out until the 90s. So oh, there you go. No, I'm just saying there they was, a, there was the a U.S. 90s? Army version of it, though. No, it, You're thinking uh, of an APC, probably. Yeah, probably. Right. So, uh, Dougie, got a question for you. Sure. Uh, 
especially after the summer, I've seen a lot of people complaining with all these electrical vehicles coming out. Is this uh, infrastructure going to be able to handle it? Depends on the state. Well, I, it, it, you're right. It does depend on the state. I mean, California is having some pretty severe problems. So here's right. here's what's going on. I think the infrastructure bill that they passed that we talked about early on in the show is it's the right thing to do. We needed to do it. It will solve that problem. There's a lot of stuff in there that's going to take a while to take effect. A lot of people don't realize that in the infrastructure bill, I think there's $80 billion for, a, for nuclear technology as well. So it's not just about building out the grid and bridges. It's, it's a pretty comprehensive package. That and two other things I think are, are, are important to note. Even though electric vehicle sales have doubled uh, every year for the last two or three years, it's only going to be four to five percent of total vehicle or new vehicle sales uh, in the country uh, this year. So it's going to be a while before they become uh, really noticeable in terms of how they strain the grid. Um, they draw about as much electricity as a 240 volt electric oven. So. The grid doesn't crash on Thursday, the last Thursday in November, when everybody in the country is making turkeys. The other, the final thing is, and it's different by states, but I'll tell you what is it's probably different by counties. But Dakota Electric, where is it, which is my electrical co-op, they have a deal where if you ha install a submeter, and I had to pay for the meter myself, it was seventy bucks. You can get um, uh, charged by when you charge the vehicle so normal kilowatt hours which is how they measure your electricity uh, here is about 13 and a half cents so when i put this meter in if i charge after nine o'clock at night it goes in half at seven cents uh, so and most electric vehicle owners for the most part will charge overnight when there's really little demand on the grid so is it is it possibly a problem? Yep. Is it a problem now? I, I you know, California is having electrical problems without electric uh, vehicles, so they've got to fix that certainly. And and certainly, whether you believe in climate or change or not, part of the reason like California is having problems is it's 110 degrees out there and everybody's running the air flat out. So it's uh, it, it is complicated, and and that's it's a really good question because people talk about that all the time and. Um, hopefully that answers it. To give some real-world numbers, uh, this uh, charger that I had uh, installed will tell me how far I've gone and how much electricity it's taken to get there. And if you just give me a second, Joe, maybe you could sing a song while I look it up. <laughs> I don't think too much. I was kidding. Um, no, you weren't. <laughs> Come on. It's going to have to be in a gata de vida. Okay, so this, this month, uh, she's driven at 819 miles so far. Anybody want to guess how much uh, electricity we've used cost wise for 819 miles? 70 cents? 50 cents. That's a little low. 800 <laughs> miles? No, it's 25 bucks. Pretty good. Yeah, so at four bucks a gallon, that's four or five gallons of gas, roughly, to go over 800 miles. 800 miles. Yeah. So it Is used, that a hybrid? I, no, it's. I'm 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 doing the math to. So this car costs twenty five dollars in energy to go over 800 miles. 
Let's so see. if you did that in gasoline right. right now with current gas prices, it would buy you. It depends on your gas mileage, but but uh, still, it at four bucks a gallon. Let's just use that. Eight hundred miles. Twenty-five dollars would get you six and a, a little over six gallons of gas. Let's see, at twenty-five miles per gallon, that would cost you one hundred twenty-eight dollars. Yeah. So oh, there you go. Yeah, fifth the cost. So that's that's real world numbers. It will probably go. It won't probably. It will go down in the winter. Uh, you know the less efficiency so if you're fascinated by aliens ghosts cryptid creatures like bigfoot then i have the show for you the paranormal 60 with dave schrader each week we investigate different claims of the supernatural bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms tune in pocket Casts, teaser amazon music audible podcast addict Podchaser, google podcast Castbox, spotify iHeartRadio, radio and apple podcasts the Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Speaking of what, you guys already talked about the battery, but what about the inside of the car? I mean, the uh, heater is blowing hot air from the engine into the car. Right. So, and that's another oh, yeah, that's right. hand-wringing thing is that, oh, you know, what, what happens if you're caught in a snowstorm? Well, there actually have been people caught in them. And the things that's really different about EVs is that generally you start the day with a full tank. You don't do that. You don't fill your car mm-hmm. up every day. But because you can just do it on the way into the kitchen, pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, a Tesla will run at, I think it was like 15 degrees, somebody got stuck in one for two days before Ooh. the battery is depleted. Um, so it's actually as long as you've got enough juice in the battery, you're going to be able to survive cold weather longer than a, unless you've got some vehicle with a, just a monstrous gas tank. No, it's actually says safer. That the heat produced by the battery is used to heat the cabin as well. Yeah. Because the battery is going to produce heat. You know that extremely high current it produces heat. Yep. That's just part of physics. So hey, there you go. Basically the same thing. It just instead of the heat coming from the motor, it's coming from the battery. But they're but they're not perfect for everything. I mean, there's there's no vehicle that does everything well. And that's right. this is why I go, okay. Yep, you're not going to tow very far. No, if I was going to go cross country, I'd take the old Chrysler 300 every day. Um, if I wanted to pick up chicks, I'd take the Corvette, even though that doesn't <laughs> tow and it's crappy in the winter mm-hmm. uh, and you can only get one person in it. Um, you get the idea. You know, if you need to haul stuff, I'm not going to do it in yeah. a CRV. And I mean, you know, it's the English have a saying, and I think it's from racing: is horses for courses. There are different horses do well in different courses. Electric vehicles, just another uh, uh, 
weapon in the stable, so to speak. How about a car that works like a space shuttle? It's multi-stage. So you got half of it is internal combustion, the other half is electric, and you couple them. When it's called you need a hybrid. To, well, that's, I mean, like, you know. Well, but you can, you can jettison actually, the internal combustion part. Interesting that you mention that because Mercedes, their, their hot rod division is called AMG, and that they've made high-performance versions, uh, engines for mm-hmm. Mercedes bodies. And they are no longer building a V8. Uh, the new technology is an electronically turbocharged four-cylinder engine coupled with a 300-horsepower uh, electric motor. Oh, so, And it's go. just supposed to be blindingly fast. You don't hear about V8s too often anymore, do well, you? Well, they're, they're dying. Yeah. Um, the manufacturers are slowly killing them off. I think they've got life left to live in full-size pickup trucks mm-hmm. for a long time. Well, just uh, but a, in terms it's an of, unnecessary amount of power for most applications. And this is where I side with the people that hate electric vehicles. There is something about the sound of a throaty <laughs> well, V8 that I'm an American. I kind of yeah, dig that. I got to say, know. I've got. You don't think the speakers that fake it in the electric it's, cars it's, are just it's the, not, not the same. same? You don't get the raw gas smell with the speakers. That is true. I mean, it's a whole experience. <laughs> there is something about it that you actually know, you might know cool. this. Speaking of the raw gas smell, so I remember. When I was a kid, anytime a car drove by, there was a very strong smell to it, and now there really isn't. So that's probably when were you born? Eighty-six. Uh, I thought it was catalytic it was converters, better, but well, no, actually, it they was. existed back then. They start the first catalytic converters were in the early seventies, so you're probably smelling used cars for because uh, for the first ten be. years. The technology wasn't very good, and it smelled like sulfur, rotten eggs. was a very common smell back then. Mm-hmm. But then as computer-controlled engine management systems came into uh, being, that, that, uh, that went away. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, every, especially in the winter, it seemed yeah. that the uh, smell would be. That well, smell well, always makes me nostalgic. the winter, they design them to run with a richer fuel mixture so ah, they can heat okay. up the catalytic converter faster. That makes sense. But and that's why you know a, a gas-powered engine in the winter, if you're using short trips, the the fuel economy goes right in the tank. Oh yeah, it's they have to get warmed up from the function part. There's something properly. nostalgic about seeing a car go by and having 300 pounds of smoke blowing out of the back of it. <laughs> well, you I don't could see recommend that anymore. the Hastings no, Car don't. Show, which the last one was uh, last Sunday, I think. You can, you'll see all that stuff down there. Can I, do, you, do you think I could convert a Nissan Kicks to roll coal? You know, with enough money and beer we and a welding torch, we can do damn near anything. I'll take care of the beer, and you do the other two, and we'll... Uh, Get a secondary diesel tank that does nothing but burn it inefficiently and spew it everywhere. There you go. Just like my childhood. There you go. Watched one of my favorite car shows, uh, The Grand Tour, which is the, uh, the three English guys that started uh, Top Gear and then got kicked out because Jeremy Clarkson beat up one of the producers. Oh, they, well. uh They went on in a... Um, a drive across Finland and Norway in an Evo, which is the hot rod Mitsubishi, uh, an Audi A8, and I can't remember what the third car was. And Clarkson engineered his so it would, with a push of a button, it would just shoot fire out of the back of it. Anyway. It's very necessary. Yeah. It's like, it's like the nitrous. That, how, well, how no, this you, was just all looks. How often have you, give, have you seen a car with nitrous? When I uh, worked for my previous employer, we were running a Mitsubishi store, and this was the heyday of Fast and Furious in yeah. the early 2000s, and they would come in about once a week on a flatbed because somebody blew wow, them really? up. Wow, really? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, yeah, that's a great way to crack the motor. Yeah, the, you can melt one down really yeah. quickly doing that. It's it's cool until they blow up, but I, yeah. I don't you can go very see fast. as many anymore. Emil's got another tidbit for us. Okay. Uh, apparently, the thing that I was talking about, that specifically the vapors and the smell, uh, in 96, they passed a law that said the cars have to contain them. So before that, even with a catalytic converter, uh, there's still going to be, you know, some sort of emissions. But now they, have, they contain them, they deal with them in some way. I mean, they're still going to, you know, there's hot air and some sort of combusted fuel gas. But that's, that would make sense because in 96, I was 10. Yeah. So it's like when I stopped being a kid, they stopped making cars that yeah. did that. Huh. Another cool thing about electric cars, you can warm them up in your garage while you're having coffee. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to die. Yeah, Just push true. a button and go, set it for 72, I'll be out in 10 minutes. I mean, we open the garage door and then uh, turn the car on. That's fine, right? Uh, not as maybe fine? Maybe not. It depends on where the wind's coming and where, how your garage... If I had... Uh, if it was like my house where the there's a bedroom kind of on top of the garage i don't know oh, if yeah, i do that no, not no? no. Yeah. well the garage is it's attached but there's nothing above it it's also a brand new car so emissions are you know emissions go down every year by that's quite true. a bit uh but you know you run a car and it does make carbon monoxide that's the that is true one of the not one of the that's the terrible thing about it is you can't it's the silent killer you just suddenly you're dead we have co detectors all over the place well then you're fine well, give it a try go. Just let but those they, detectors tell us if we're making a mistake. If or they not. start to go off, don't pull the batteries out of them. Yeah, <laughs> Just go shut the yeah. car. Boy, off. that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those uh, <clears throat> early 1950s tuck unders, and yep. uh, it doesn't take much to waft the uh, yeah. the monoxide right up into the bedroom. <laughs> they got a yeah. special vent just for it. Oh, it's not a help good you system. sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike, Mike's got insomnia, so he's firing up the yeah, camera at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I don't really have insomnia. What I, what I have is the uh, road grader starting up at 7 o'clock oh, every morning. God. Yeah. It's everywhere. All, every road is torn up All now. summer long. Yeah. Yep. And the yep. great thing is, you know, they fire up the road grader for about 20 minutes, so I can't get back to sleep. Oh, I know. And then they're gone. I'm telling you, Catherine and I drove from our house to go Bomb go to the <laughs> Hopkins, uh, was it... Uh, 819 bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that place. Their yeah. food there is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I had a brisket macaroni and cheese sandwich. Oh, God, was it good. But in any case. You're trying to put on some weight for the winter? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one road, mac and cheese. One road for about three blocks was the only road from my house over there. It's a 10 minute drive mm. that wasn't torn up. Yeah. Every road's torn up now. Oh, no, it's it's like, you know, it's 1946 Berlin. And <laughs> yeah. exactly. A lot of people know you, I've got an old Mercedes uh, <laughs> sports car. It's an SLK 230. It's, it's 20 years old now. And I went to pick up Mike for the show. I barely made it out of there. I mean, oh, no. there's, there's so much. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. I, I used to live on Zarthan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. right over there. It's mm -hmm. like walking distance from here. And right. When we were trying to sell our house, of course, that's when they decided to rip up every road in the sure. tri-state area. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, oh, that's not so, good. yeah, we ended up having to sell it for less because it's like no one could see it. No one could get to the house to look at it. No, I'll have, like, like, one day the water will just stop running, right? Really? I'm in the shower. Yeah, because they're tearing up everything. Yeah, they are tearing yep, up everything. Sure so are. I'm in the shower, and I'm, I'm, I'm shampooing my head. 
yeah, no, not, not yeah. my hair anymore. I understand. And uh, so I, I'm lathered up. The water just stops. Mm, that's right? nice and fun. What are you supposed to do now? I, you know, I don't know. And other days, well, the electricity just stops. Okay, just just stops. <laughs> that's all. Um, hey, Bill, stretch. I've got my phone. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I'm paying more than my share, but you know, because, especially because I'm not getting anything for yeah, it. Right. Yeah. So. And then another day, you know, I got a landline. I use it for the podcasting thing with Bob, and I like it anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it just stops working. Just cutting all the wires. And I'm trying to get a hold of CenturyLink. Oh, you, you can't get a hold of CenturyLink. You can't oh, get a hold oh, of anybody no. anymore. No. Disgusting. They've got a we- the website's amazing. It, you know, it's run by artificial unintelligence. <laughs> you cannot possibly speak to a human being. So I'm trying for days to yep. get this thing fixed, right? Eventually, you know, how, you know how you talk to a salesperson? What's that? You know how you talk to a, a somebody at CenturyLink? How's that? Calls the sales division. Oh yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Go. You say, oh, I called around. Can you? Just I have done me? that in the past, yeah, actually, but well, not actually. not lately, and I should. So then, you know, so I'm trying to trying to trying to get a hold of someone. Eventually, the, I, I get a hold of, of a, like someone who seems to possibly be human, right? Possibly. And and they tell me, oh yeah, yeah, the the problems on our end. I say, okay, that's good to know. And then they say, you'll need to make an appointment. Uh, you'll need to set up an appointment with the technician. Well, this is kind of mixed messaging, right? If it's on your end, right. why do I need a yeah, tech? Then you fix so it, not me. Four days have gone by. I can't get a hold of anyone. Oh, God. And I'm walking. So now I'm talking. I just happen to be talking a little later to the, to the guy who's like the foreman, whatever you call them, on, on the road project. And I'm telling him this story about the various things that, you know, I've endured. No big deal, right? Right. But, you know, he's a nice guy. And, and I said, I talked to him about, I told him about the phone thing. He said, oh, yeah. He said, you know, you know, uh, uh, Bill, Bill's down the street now uh, restoring your phone. What? Yeah, he said, yeah, Bill, you know, Bill's down the, down the street. Uh, all, the, all the landlines went out in the neighborhood. But he'll have it fixed in another hour. So, you know, the foreman knew. But CenturyLink didn't. That's a man. How? How? <laughs> it's just, it's Jesus. insane. It, it, that just amazing. Does anybody do their job anymore? Well, no. the guys working on, no. on the roads do their job. I do will they? say that. They work hard. But the problem is, you know, and, and Doug and I have talked about this, it, it's kind of after, after like a whole summer of this, it, it sort of seems like it's, uh, like it's just being done, you know, on a like a day-to-day basis, yeah. you know. They yeah. built the pyramids faster. Yeah, right well, they, those are my people. You don't have to tell me. Well, they, were you know, they busted their ass That's over right. there. What'd they get for it? Nothing. nothing. See, just, just, Oh, they got a nice pyramid to look at. Yeah, well, uh, actually. They didn't get to look at it. In fact, actually, one day I, I uh, tried to get out of my driveway, and then I just turned around and realized I'll never get out of my driveway. I'm happen. here forever. There were pyramids of dirt. Mm. Like like twenty five feet high on either side of my driveway, there was no way I could go anywhere. I was trapped. God. And Some, it's just like as I said, it seems world. like they're making it up as they go along. I know they're not, yeah. and I know the workers are working really hard. But you know, does it take four months to do this? That's the question. You wouldn't think. Apparently, it does. I guess it does. You wouldn't think it would, but I guess it does. They roll the dice every day. They do indeed. Yeah, no question. 
All right, Douglas. I think we're done. Yeah, man. It's Nothing more to got say. got a couple more minutes. That's yeah, it. no, it was, it was a fun episode. It was nice to have Mike in until we talked about boring stuff, but it's, uh, it was actually kind of interesting. No, I, I thought A lot it was of people calling in, which is always good. Um, tune in next week when we'll have a fighting guest. Um, good. Well, I haven't done my job. I've been so busy with what my a other shock. ones. I haven't been able to book Ball anybody. Dropped. But we'll work on it. Ball we'll dropped. work on it. You should get Governor Walls in. I actually reached out to Angie Craig. Uh, and she might come in next. Yeah, she's week. nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like to actually good. meet her. We had her on. Um, it was pretty cool, if I remember right. She called from her car, looking at the Capitol, and that yes. was the first time we had yep, her. Yeah, I remember that. that. It was pretty nice of her. Anyway, that wraps it up for episode 139 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week.